Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Well, I really wanted to come on and take the piss out of you because you've got train tracks, but I won't <laughs> because I've had them. I had them for three years <laughs> and I love you. How are you? How, how's your mouth? Feels like I've got a razor in it. Oh, uh, no. That's how I, yeah, it's really, do you know what it is? It's like, it is painful, but I kind of knew it would be. I'm like, I've had that other thing before, so I'm kind of over the pain. I just feel like a bit silly. I feel like I can't even blow a candle out. I feel like I can't put my lips together in that eye. I probably, I can't use a straw, I reckon. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I feel like a goofy teenager. Oh, George. But... Have you snogged James yet? No, no. Like, have you done like a full on French, French kid? No. French kid, say that? No. no. No, no, I haven't done that. No, um, I don't think I will. I don't think that's going to what, be for how right. for what two years you're going to have. You can't. Oh God, it's like I feel like I'll rip his tongue off or something. I haven't got them on the bottom yet, so I still got time. I've still got time because Ooh. I think if you've got them on the top and the bottom, surely that's worse because there's no escape. You just have to be very delicate with. You know. I've also got them in the roof of my mouth. Remember, I've got a whole roof of metal too oh, so Georgia. i'm basically like metal mouth oh, um babe. how long I for mean, do we know do we know how long we don't know we don't have time scales no okay i mean they're straight so there's not that much to do it's kind of just holding the gap i think that's what it's doing all right well we had lots of messages from lots of from lots of our lovely followers online just sending their love and best wishes yes. and with that we, we love you and you don't look like a goofy teenager oh thank you and also thank you to all the people that said it was the best thing they ever did because that yeah. that's the kind of stuff you want to hear all right yes so if your mate's got train tracks don't go like oh gosh ow oh gosh be like it was the best thing i ever did done because then that's just keeps you focused <laughs> i think but anyway so how are you how are I mean, you much, much 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 better spirits than i was last week i'm going to be honest with you last week was a, an incredibly dark week as in I cried every single day oh. finding out that I tore my ACL was horrendous and then I just got really low and I'll be very honest because we always are on this podcast but it sort of triggered a lot of my so I had five knee operations during my 20s which I think I've spoken about before and during that period I was also anorexic and it was like this is quite this is this is very honest but i think not being able to exercise during that period only exaggerated me restricting food 
Mm. And all of these fears came back in at the age four. Like I haven't had, you know, I haven't been anorexic for 12, 13 years. I feel like I've really overcome it and I really have got on top of it and it doesn't ever really rear its head at all. And then suddenly I felt like I was back in this hole with it and it was just right there and it was really scary. And and actually I spoke to you about it, George, didn't I? You and did. I've been speaking to my therapist about it and I spoke to Dozer about it and I was like, you know, every time I get a little pang of it, I just put my trainers on, I go for a run or I go to the gym and I sort of, it, I'm able to train it out of me. And then suddenly I'm not going to be able to exercise for quite a long period of time. It's going to be you know, a very different horizon for me. And I just got very frightened. So mm. I think last week was a bit scary. This week, however, I've been to the gym already this morning. I've sat on the bike. We're working out a program and just talking about it exactly. has made it a lot better. Yeah. And I think that that I said to you before, didn't I? I said, just as long as you keep talking, like to me, to Doza, yeah. to, you know, everybody, then... I think that that's kind of all you can do. And also the fact that you're addressing it, you know, like you know that it's a trigger. Yeah. Like that, I feel like you're on the forefront, you know, like you're already ahead. You, it, you're going to be fine. You really, really will. I feel like I am. I feel yeah. like I am. And I'll be honest with you, you know, dealing with it this time around is going to be so different, an operation and the recovery because I've got three amazing kids to look after. Mm. We've got made by mamas to do. I'm going to be really distracted. I've got doors of this. I was all on my own last time. It's a very different setup this time. Yeah. And when the kids, continually do ridiculous hysterical things like what happened in the park yesterday <laughs> on, which I need to share. so we went to bushy park yesterday which i would never yeah. been to before beautiful there's like deer everywhere all the kids are on their bikes me and Dodger are like oh breathe it in the universe like really having one of those moments yeah. and then spots and goes mummy I need a poo and I was like oh, <gasps> oh no shit. oh no oh, no I, I was like gonna say. we're in the middle of a park so oh, anyway God. but like it's massive and there's no loose like there's nowhere to go and then I suddenly see um um shout out to this couple by the way a couple coming towards us with a pram I said oh, have you got any wipes yeah and they said yeah look you can have these they gave me the rest of their packet of their wipes oh. he took a shit behind a tree oh god it did a poo behind a tree oh don't there were people walking past I had to have him in a squat position oh my god don't I'm so I've been there I've actually been there with Axel it <sighs> What's that in my head? I was thinking, is this legal? Like, are you allowed to just take? I a tell shit you in what, as well. I tell you what, as well. Now, <laughs> when you do get back running or you go for your walks and you see, you know, like you sometimes you see a really suspect poo on the floor, yeah, and you look at it and you think that doesn't look like a dog poo. That does. You you will think it, you you'll be like, and it's probably not. It, it's probably it's probably a child. Oh, or it makes me laugh. Oh, it, did, it did make God. me laugh. Go that on, kids. Go yeah, on, kids. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, when you got to go, you got to go. Got to go. Um, yeah. George, we need to get into today's podcast because well, what a beautiful conversation. Oh, I know. I'm, it's been... So sometimes you guys send in a message and you'll say, I really want to hear from this type of parent or, you know, someone in this situation. And it's not always easy to find someone in that exact situation, especially who is open to talking about it. And I guess... We don't need people in the public eye on, on, you know, on this podcast. It's all about stories. But I guess it's really difficult to find someone who's not yeah. got some kind of presence because you can't just go up to someone in the local coffee shop and be like, oh, I heard you've just split from your uh, partner. Could Want to you- come on and chat on our podcast? <laughs> so we we have taken a bit of time trying to find somebody who is a single parent who's just been through a split. We It's been hard. And we definitely, we really, really think we've got it right with this one um she was so honest like spoke about things that 
I guess you would, you know, you would fear, like you would fear contemplating where you're going to live, like how you're going to pay the bills, all yeah. of those sorts of st- things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really, really great chat. And and even, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it, but even the moment that you decide, do you know what? It's done. Like even that moment, I think, you know, we've all yeah. got to that point thinking, are our marriages over here? But yeah. actually waking up and being like, today's the day, have a listen, this podcast, it, it's really, ch- it's, I feel like it's going to change the way that I look at things in the future, actually. it's I feel like it's that powerful. And, you know, ahead of the conversation, we just want to say a massive thank you to this incredible guest. Um, who are we talking to today, Georgia? We are chatting to Hannah Gale. So welcome to Tuesday's episode of the podcast. Joining us for today's chat, um, a formidable writer at Snacker. She she (laughs) self-confessed Snacker. I didn't say she was one of those. Um, Single mum of two, um, absolutely incredible human being. It's Hannah Gale. Yay. (laughs) Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you this morning? I am good, thank you. Do you know what? The sun is actually shining for once, so I feel great. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Um, And just quickly, for those who don't know you, do you want to just give a little insight into who you are and I guess how, you know, how you came to be online? Yeah, of course. So I started my career um, working in women's magazines. So I used to work for um, Look, Marie Claire and InStyle. Um, and then I started my own blog probably about 10 years ago um, and then went on Instagram from, the, from there and kind of just continued working in, I guess, just creating um, digital content for women who were kind of a similar age to me. Um, and then... Mm. That's still what I'm doing now, but as of September, I will be going to medical school um, to study a degree in medicine to hopefully become a doctor. So yeah, complete uh, curveball there. I mean, it's so interesting. Do you know what, Hannah? We're really glad that we've kind of got you at this point in your in your life because there's a big sort of transitional stage coming up for you. But when we put out a, a box on Instagram, we said, who do you want us to chat to? Um, We had lots of Hannah Gale fans out there, but also people really wanted to hear from a single mum who, um, you know, you've been very vocal online about your kind of highs and lows around this. And actually, we've only had one previous conversation about it. So we've got loads of conversations, you know, ranging from sort of like, you know, day-to-day highs and lows, but also the dating scene, <laughs> how you're navigating all of that. Because obviously, Georgia and I are sort of old married jealous. women these days. <laughs> oh, jealous. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> so just just start, I guess, start from the beginning, because you you were with your partner, you, you, you've got two young children. Just, yep. just sort of tell us, Tell us about that. Yes, of course. So I was with my ex for uh, about nine years um, and I had my first son when I was 27 and then I had another son during the pandemic. But I feel like, you know, the pandemic was awful for so many, so many reasons, but I feel like it was a real turning point for a lot of people. People kind of came out of lockdown and kind of thought, what do I actually want from my life? You know, is am I happy doing what I'm doing now? Or, or, mm. um, and for me, that's obviously amounted in a lot of change. So I uh, became single. I separated from my partner last summer um, and also decided to go back to education and completely change careers. My DMs are constantly going off at the moment with people either who have just come out of relationships and have small kids or a kind of what was the deciding factor for you doing it? Because I think maybe I need to do it, but I'm not sure. Yes. There's just this feeling of unrest in the air. It's kind of how I see it. Mm. Yeah. I guess what, like you mentioned lockdown and, and was it the fact that you kind of sat back and thought, do I actually want to be in this relationship forever? And I guess 
is it better to do it when the kids are really young mm. than no like that in I don't know however many what like what was it for you what like what was the thing that made you think right it's now it's got to happen I, I actually don't know it was almost like one of those days I just woke up and I thought I've got to do it today it's got to be today that was it it was I could not physically move on with my day until it was done and I got up and I kind of said look are you free for a chat the, the kids were both at school and nurse they were both at nursery at the time um and that that was kind of it and it was the biggest emotional feeling inside in that like as that conversation was happening and as in that conversation so much was changing so much was about to change my whole world was about to change and the kids complete life was about to change so it was it felt huge and I once it was over and I kind of walked away I kind of I don't think I could stand up I was like it felt like all the air sucked out of me and it was so overwhelming but then that day the relief of just it felt like the right thing it felt as soon as that kind of mm-hmm. those few minutes where it kind of engulfed me were over it felt so right and I think we've all had that feeling when you've done something or you've made a decision and it just sits right with you and you know that even if it's not always going to be easy it was the right thing and so I kind of I had that but there wasn't there was no big lead up to it there was no um no big thing that happened to, to kind of make me that morning wake up and go, do you know what it has to be today? Do, do you have to plan those sorts of conversations in your head? Or was it something that you just woke up one morning and thought, well, you've said today's got, it's got to be the day, but had you had the preamble in your mind beforehand? Not really. So obviously I'd, um, so one of my friends had actually separated from her husband um, the year before. So there'd been a lot of that kind of conversation in my WhatsApp groups and stuff, kind of supporting her through it. Um, and it was really, really helpful for me to have somebody go first. And I know that sounds silly, but it was watching how her life had then kind of played out in that following 12 months was amazing for me to witness um, and definitely gave me the confidence mm. to then do it myself. And I think the reason I did it was because I felt I felt inside me, I just, I wasn't happy. Um, I, yeah. you know, as I said, I'd been with him for nine years, which we'd met when I was about 22, 23, which at the time you feel so grown up and you feel like you are an adult. And of course you are, but you change so much in your 20s and in your 30s. And I mean, I have no idea how much you change in the decades after that. But I just, I didn't feel like we were a good fit anymore. And I didn't feel like I was happy and um, I guess supported in the way that I needed to be supported. And I felt happier when... I was doing things on my own. That's such a big statement. That's such that's such a big yeah. statement. We hear that a lot actually. When whenever we have, you know, we might do a Q&A podcast on a Friday and we talk about relationships and how they change. A lot of the comments that come in are about people feeling happier alone mm-hmm. than with their partner because their yeah. part their day-to-day sort of dredge dredgery of like being with the kids and the endless lists yeah. and it's all yeah. you know a to b to c rather than just flowing f- free relationship it just doesn't fit like it's just monotonous yeah and I feel like so much shifts yeah. once you become parents as well um obviously it's so much more stressful there's so much more to think about um and I'm sure you guys have spoken about it before, but the mental load as a mum is is huge. And it's really hard to, to split that mental load and make it 50-50. It kind of automatically 
goes on the I feel like a little bit goes on the mum and it's picking up all those little pieces that then become really really like draining and heavy to kind of carry you don't know how somebody's going to be as a parent until you're in it so like you you say you know Mm, in your 20s like early 20s you could be so well aligned and then as Mm -hmm. you know you change when you become parents like no matter what we say we do change and sometimes that change isn't positive for both of you together yeah um how like how did he take it did for him was it like out of the blue or was you know did he see it coming I guess no I I think I think for him it was out of the blue um or that's kind of how it how it's come across um but I for me that that was kind of a shock for me that it was out of the blue for him because I kind of felt like I that neither of us had been happy for quite a while but that's just, I think maybe different people have different perceptions of what happiness is as well. Um, and they show their happiness in different ways. I mean, when I'm happy, you will know that I'm happy. I am like talking a million miles an hour and I am doing everything and I'm being loud and not everyone's like that. So it's kind of like trying to judge other people and the way they kind of show their emotions. Um, and I just, I also think we didn't really communicate very well. And that's something that's massive for me now and going forward. Um, But also like with my kids as well, like when I was making the decision, I was also really aware that my kids would be fine if we weren't together. That wasn't something that I was worried about. I wasn't, there was no part of me that was like, oh, it's better for the kids if we stay together because I knew it wasn't. I knew, oh, yeah, yeah, that's really, that's struck a chord with me, actually, because I think there's been so many times where George and I have had the conversations like, are we leaving them today? Is it, <laughs> is it happening this week? What's happening? Like, we're joking, but there have been moments where we yeah. both run each other up in floods of tears going, yeah, of I think my marriage is over. Like, yeah. I think, and my whole feeling in those moments, and I know George is the same, yeah. is this real, like, deep desire to keep the family together. Yeah. I mean, we're not staying for the children because no. our husbands deeply, but, you know, you do, you do think, shit, I just think, how would I ever get out? (laughs) But take that in the right way. No, 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 it's true. And I think so many people listening to this will like take a lot from the fact that you like you're saying I knew it was better for the children because that's what, you know, when you become a parent, that's what you consider, isn't it? And and I think there's so much to be said for, oh, we've got to keep the family together. But actually... Mm. Is that what you'd want to teach your kids? That's what no, we always think. We're no. always like, so what, you want to teach your kids to stay in an unhappy relationship? No, no, of course not. So why would we do it? Like I was confident that I, I'm confident in who I am as a parent to my kids. And I was confident in who he was as a parent to the kids. And I knew that, I mean, for kids, surely it's better to be surrounded by as many different people who love them and look after them and teach them positive things like as possible. So it doesn't have to be like one family unit where that the mum and dad are like the biological parents or whatever for it to work. There are so many different variations on a family in 2023. And I think there's no point staying in the traditional one if people are going to be miserable. Like if you're miserable, you then, I don't think I'm as good a parent when I'm miserable. And therefore that rubs off on my kids and they seem to be, you know, arguing more or hitting each other more or throwing tantrums more because my unhappiness rubs off on them. And when I'm happy, I'm more relaxed and then they're more relaxed. And it just, it kind of works in weird ways, but I just, I never wanted to stay together because I thought that would be better for them. I always think it would be that happy parents lead to happy kids. It's such a good point. How how did you have that conversation with the kids? 
Um, what did that look like? So my youngest is only two. So I haven't really said anything to him. Yeah. My eldest, when we separated, was only four. So it was still quite young. He doesn't have a full understanding of it. But I kind of just do what I do whenever I have a, a like a grown-up conversation of him. I just kind of do it in a simpler terms and kind of just let him ask any questions. So... Um, you know, I think we were away and I said, oh, we're going to, you know, I said, eventually we're going to be moving house. And we talked about all the things he'd want in his new bedroom, which was he wanted a dinosaur themed um, and stuff. And I said, like, daddy's not going to be living with us when we move to a new house. And he was like, oh, okay. Like he was totally chill with it. And I was like, you'll still see daddy, like you'll go to daddy's house and you, um, you know, you'll share a bedroom with your brother and we'll have lots of your friends and mummy's friends all coming around to visit. And I kind of listed all the people that come around and will play with us and cook dinner with us. Um, and I guess I just kind of made it sound like a really fun place to be. And they've been completely yeah. fine about it. But I'm wondering if it's to do with the age they're at, that I would always try and have those conversations with them. I guess it's the same as when, you know, sometimes um, he will say to me things like, mummy, why is there blood in the toilet? And then I have to try and do a simplified yeah. terms of what a period yeah. is. Or, you know, all, all the, the the classic how babies are made. You kind of just do a simpler but not lying version and then just answer yeah. questions. Yeah, and you've got to be really careful what you say. I, I told Kit once that my tampon was a fish. <laughs> not sure why. And now every time he sees it, he goes, he sort of looks down and goes, oh, look, mummy, there's a fish. That's a fish. A fish. It's a tampon. I don't know why the fuck I told you that. And my son got very confused about how babies were made because he actually asked me if you if I had to eat daddy's nuts. That once a year, birthdays and Christmas. That's um, <laughs> pricey, isn't it? So yeah, you do. You've really got to. You, it's really got to be in simple terms. Otherwise, there can, lots of rumours can go around. <laughs> were you emotional, Hannah? Were you emotional when you were telling them? No. Do you know what? I wasn't. I. Do you know what? I can still remember when my mum told me that my dad's uh, my parents were separating. Um, I was older. I was nine or ten. Um, and I remember she told, I've got uh, two younger siblings and she told each of us separately. And um, I remember when she was telling me, she like put me on her lap and she was like sobbing. And she was like, we've got to be strong for each other. And I remember being a bit like... I just remember being like freaked out by her crying more than anything. Mm. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with showing emotion around your kids. You know, when I found out I'd got into medical school, which was last week, I I was sobbing and I had to say to my oldest, I was like, mummy, these are happy tears because now mummy's going to go to the really big school to learn how to be a doctor. Um, and I think it's great to show emotion in front of your kids, but it, it that emotion in that moment was what from my mum was what always threw me and what always stuck with me. So I kind of just tried to be quite level-headed and not put too much stress on the situation that was happening. Just like it was a call yeah, or something yeah. that, you know. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Yeah. Were you scared, though, internally? Because obviously, oh, yeah. you know, when you, when, you, yeah, when you split up with someone, it's not just the relationship splitting up. Like yeah. you say, it's like finances, it's, yeah. it's house moves. It's, yeah. Like what, I guess, what were those sort of fears? Yeah, like constantly. I think at the moment as well, because of the cost of living crisis, it's scarier than ever. Because you can't, it's almost impossible to run a household on your own. Like you kind of have to be in a pair. Yeah. Um, so obviously I had all those thoughts and I was like, can I do this? And I just, you see other people somehow making it work and you just think there's got to be a way to do this. It's got to be possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always just kind of, whenever I get really overwhelmed and I'm like, you know, I've got all these bills to pay. I've somehow got to pay for medical school. I, and I have no work lined up after next month, say, I think, oh my God, is it like, how am I going to handle this? I've got kids to look after. And I just think, do you know what? I've made it this far. Something will turn up. Something will happen. I will just wing it. Um, and I know that's like terrible advice to anyone, but I think you kind of have to tell yourself that. Otherwise, I just don't know how you'd get out of bed in the morning for the stress and the fear of what comes next. Yeah. And also that feeling of having to stay. That, that uh, Yeah. That, you know, you actually feel that there isn't another option for you, that you yeah. have to stay in your unhappy relationship. If that's the sort of, you know, if you're listening to this and it's striking a chord with you because you feel... Well, what am I going to do? And am I going to be able to do it? And will I be able to pay the bills? Will I actually be okay being self-sufficient? And it's a really brave decision. But 100%, it's worth the risk than staying in an unhappy setup. I mean, that will just break you down. After I'd made the decision, my dad and my stepmom said that if I needed to, me and the kids could go live with them. Now, they live in a very small three-bed house, you know, the classic box bedroom. Like, it's it's not, it's big enough for them. Um, but I still thought, you know what, I still think that would be the better option, cramming us into like a bo- like all our stuff into two small bedrooms and living with them, I still thought was the better option. Um, it hasn't come to that yet. But I think when you get to that point when you think, do you know what, I'd rather do that. I'd rather have to go back and live with my parents and take my kids along with me. I think that would be better oh. for all of us than staying. Then I think that's when you know than staying. you've got to leave. You've got to yeah. make that decision and you've yeah. got to put yourself first. So you wake up after the dust is settled and you're out of your old life and into your new life. At what point did you think about dating again so I'll be honest I didn't immediately think about dating um because obviously I'd been in a nine-year relationship and I had two small kids and it wasn't the first thing on my agenda um I kind of thought do you know I think I thought I'll wait until this year so I thought you know six months or so and then I might dip my toe in the water but not looking for anything serious um but then I probably shouldn't say this but I'm going to say anyway um I caught wind that my ex was already dating. And so I kind of thought, oh, okay. I think okay. I would have not been dating more for his benefit than anything else. Just being respectful of the situation. Yeah. But I thought, oh, if he's dating, actually, what would be stopping me from dating? And I feel like mentally, I think maybe I had zoned out of our relationship quite a while before. So I just thought, you know, what harm is mm-hmm. there and just seeing, seeing what the... Uh, what the dating pool is like. <laughs> yeah, what what the local fruit and veg is like in the area. <laughs> yes. So I I downloaded Tinder and I downloaded Hinge. Whoa. Right, okay. So yeah. hear me out here. Everyone was rating a Hinge. Hinge was the, apparently the place. 
I went on Hinge yes. and it was so boring. So boring. Nothing happened. It was, it's like, I don't know, like putting a CV on LinkedIn or something. It's just, it's the one where women, <laughs> women are supposed to speak to men first. Yes. But honestly, yeah. it, I just, I hated it. I didn't, I don't think I had a single conversation of anyone on there. And Tinder, now Tinder is weird and wonderful is probably how I would describe it. You really do have to sift through a lot of people and a lot of uh, conversations with people. You think, oh, this person <laughs> seems fairly, you know, cool. And then the next thing you know, yeah. they're propositioning you to do things that you would never do. <laughs> yeah, like what? Like what? Tell us, tell us, okay, please. No, I love one it. Guy, one guy... I feel like I can't say this. One guy blocked me like immediately. I, what was it he said he wanted to... Do you know what as well? As this was happening, it was when um, the Queen's funeral was on, which somehow makes it so much worse. Right. And he was like messaging and he was saying like, oh, do you know, what? I can't really remember the specifics, sadly, but it was just like talking about like anal and deep throat. And it was, I was just a bit like, oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Queen's funeral. What? I'm not sure that's that's for me. And then it was just a, an instant block. And I was like, okay, sure. Well, at least he knows what he what he kind of is t- direct and honest and to the point. It's like yeah, if you're not into anal deep throating, you know, I'm not interested. You know? And you know, you're like, this is not the conversation I envisioned for myself. Discussing wow. deep throat. I've got to be honest with you. I saw something recently. Um, no no names mentioned here, but I saw. Um, I had a little look on Grinder on a friend's grinder. And I'm not fucking joking. There was one profile that I saw and it just said 32. Then it said his name. And then it just said here to suck. And that was it in the bio. Love that. Love that. I mean, do you know what? Knows what they want. Honest about it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. I guess guess that, I guess honesty is the best policy, isn't it? I mean. (laughs) How do I ask this question? Was sex a sort of high on your agenda as you came out of your long-term relationship? Like, was that mm. something that needed to be high up? Good question. I Do you know what? I think it's that thing where when you've only had sex with the same person for nearly a decade and then you've had your kids, it there was def- there's yeah. always definitely that fear of like, shit, my body looks completely different. I've had kids. I've now got to go and have sex with somebody and they're going to see me naked. And that is scary. That's really scary. So like, I kind of wanted to like get over that initial hurdle. I wanted to be like, right, done that, done that, Mm. past that. I can move on with my life. Um, Yeah. Because I was older than the last time I was single. It wasn't like I was necessarily like, oh, I want to go and have like a one night stand or anything like that. I was like, I respect, I want to have sex, but I respect myself much more than I did before. And I kind of hold myself to higher standards. Not that there's anything wrong with a one night stand, but I just kind of felt like, do you know what? I'm not just going to put my, I'm not going to get really drunk and put myself in that position the same way I might have done a decade ago. Yeah. It seems like weird now, but I like met my, I met my boyfriend. He'll, yes, I've got, a, I've got a boyfriend now. Um, Really, really quickly. Got a boyfriend. I've got yes. a boyfriend. Which is so weird. It's so Ooh. weird. And also like, if he ever tries to say like partner or something, I'm always like boyfriend. Because I just think it's, <laughs> I don't know. I like the casual funness of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so when you met him on, yeah. was it on Hinge that you, it no, was, no, on, on Tinder, Tinder that you Tinder. met him? Tinder, yeah. Did you, did you talk before you met about having children or did you wait till you see if you liked each other? What, like what, how does that go down? So I had it in my Tinder bio bit. So I wanted to be upfront like immediately. And also when I went on Tinder and, you know, I've said this to him and I say to anyone, like I had no idea like what I was looking for. I was just seeing what, what it was like. That was literally it. Um, you know, if I went on a date with someone, great. If I was just talking to someone, great. It was just to kind of experience the dating world again, I guess. Um, so I had it in my in my bio. So he said to me, I think it was like the second day we were talking. I think he said, oh, do, you know, did I see that you've got kids? And I said, like, yeah, I've got like two boys who are um, two and four. And then that that was kind of it. I'm lucky in the sense that his sister has got her daughter is from a previous relationship and then she's got stepsons so they've kind of got that blended family aspect already in their family yeah um and he kind of said to me if it wasn't feel like maybe her having that then maybe he wouldn't necessarily consider a similar situation for himself but he'd seen how well it had worked and how nice it was and it opened his kind of mind to maybe dating somebody with children does he want kids of, of himself like have you I mean obviously it's, it's relatively early days and maybe yeah. that's not the conversation or maybe it is I don't know yeah so we have we have had the discussion I kind of I think you have to um, have these kind of conversations early on when you go into a relationship when one person hasn't got kids of their own and one person does um and he would like kids of his own. And I've said that I'm not completely shut off to having any more. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. No, and that's the thing, isn't it? Because I think those conversations do have to be had up front, especially, yeah. I guess, for, for someone, the person who hasn't got children. Yeah. Because yeah. they will feel like, probably, you know, like they don't want to be getting into something if that yeah. other person is completely yeah. closed off to it. But then again, if you're listening to this and you think, I, I don't want to have any more children, then I think as long as you're upfront with it, it like, it, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I guess you, you mentioned, you you know, you've, you started a relationship a lot quicker than you thought you might have done. Have like, did it come with a warning, you know, like were friends saying to you, oh gosh, like, is this too soon? Or have they been really supportive? Like what, how has that been? Um, my friends have all been super, super supportive. So my friend I mentioned who... Um, had split up with her husband had also found herself in a similar situation where she had gone into another relationship sooner than she expected to and she was really happy and it was working out it still is working out really well for her um and I think my friends had known maybe that I wasn't happy for quite a long time so they I don't Mm. think they felt I don't think anyone really felt like it was me moving on quite quickly I kind of I think for everyone that knew me it felt right yeah I don't know about really about anyone else but it it just, it feels right. And I think it's when you've been in something that hasn't felt right for quite a long time to then find something that just feels right and makes you feel really happy, like every single day, like you kind of have to hold on to that. I just, I'm a real believer in that life is really short and love is, can be really rare and really fleeting. And I think we have to hold on to it where we can find it. Mm, Hannah, I love that. I love that. You just, you don't know when, that sounds morbid, but we don't know when we're going to die. And why, why restrict ourselves if something is, is beautiful as love why tell ourselves we can't yeah. have it I, I say georgia it's time now for me and you to run away to be <laughs> and go and live on the boat we'll go rock we'll go rock jump we go like cliff jumping we'll eat in nice restaurant cliff jumping she won't want to do that but hang we'll on do water cliff jumping. you're trying to sell it to me on cliff jumping <laughs> you should have gone in with nice restaurants first <laughs> not to make a joke of it hannah you're absolutely right and i think i think 
um, it becomes so big and it becomes so overwhelming that we stay because, yeah. you know, even if we're not 100% happy, we just, we, we dig in our heels. And that's just the nature of us being women, actually, is that we're, we're fighters, we're grafters, yeah. and we feel like, no, 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 we never want, we never want to get to a position where we go, actually, I can't do this any longer. But like you said, if you're waking up every single day and you're miserable and there's no love left in that relationship, life is too short for that. Yeah. You yeah. will be okay. Yeah, I think that's the, the the key thing. You will be okay. Obviously, you're not going to be okay yes. all the time because no one's happy all the time anyway, but you will be okay. You will make it work. You know, as you said, we we fight on, and but you don't have to fight on in an unhappy relationship. You can fight on for yourself and, you know, for your kids if you have them. Um, and I think you get a real hunger in your belly once you become um, a single, well, I guess a co-parent really in my situation. You, but once you're having to do mm. stuff on your own with the kids, you just your fight becomes even like stronger. Um, and I've, I've had similar conversations of other women who have separated from the uh, parent, the other parent of their children. And you do, you just you want to fight harder, and you you go, you move mountains to kind of make everything work for you and the kids. Um, and that that passion that I now have for like living and pushing us and making sure everything is as good as it can be for us as like a family unit is is I love it I actually it just brings me so much joy to have all of us together and to feel like I'm doing it on my own there is there is a real I don't know I can't really explain it but something that just feels really great inside to to be doing it together mm-hmm. brilliant I love that. Hannah that's amazing um we yeah. we love to ask our guests um for the best piece of advice that they've ever been given um or the piece of advice that they would give somebody who was in maybe you know your situation who's listening mm-hmm. so I have this one piece of advice that my friend gave me probably about 10 years ago so it was before I had kids but I still find it just as relevant now in every situation which is that everything gets better with time which sounds really boring but I find that in the worst you know we all have those moments where you are you know maybe stuck at home kids are screaming you are really overstimulated you almost feel like you can't breathe it's so overwhelming but it passes everything passes everything changes in a day Mm. that was what she said everything changes in a day and it's Mm. so true Mm. like with you know relationships and things like you will have a week like you know you know those times when you are so down it's something really bad happened and you you wake in the night and re-remember it and it feels like someone is just someone's taken the air out of your lungs that will change and that will pass and you will get through it and there's always more joy and more happiness to be found and nothing lasts forever in in like in a nice sense like the bad things the things that feel hard they don't last forever um and that for me is just yeah. I always remember that over and over again whenever anything feels tough or hard I love that and we did prep you before um so <laughs> we would love to hear your product recommendations whether that's for you the kids whatever it is yeah okay so I'll start with the kids I will start with I I mean I'm sure you've had so many people say this but it truly is one of my favorite things is the baby zen yo-yo pushchair. Oh yeah, love that. <laughs> Especially if we're going to the airport or we've got like a long day and he will just get in it. But I just I love how small it folds. I love that I can still keep it in the boot even when he doesn't really need it. That it will go on top of a in the cabin bit on the plane. I just um just the handiest pushchair like forever that we've ever had agreed right great yeah. another like a brand that I love for the kids I really love Lindex for um like kids leggings and stuff I find that yes. okay, yeah everything is very now like 
now there's like there's a lot of like just tracksuit bottoms in bl- like black or navy and sometimes I don't want the kids mm. in just tracksuit bottoms but I find that Lindex have really cool like nice like gender neutral so some of them are kind of like neutrals and some of them are like greens or like yellows like and, le- and like animal prints like leggings and stuff which I just I love for the kids um and that's probably like the main place I buy them from um and it's also like really reasonable as well it's like 15 pounds for a pack yeah. of two which is uh, I think fairly reasonable for like kids stuff but like nice kids stuff love like, that yeah well. really good and that sort of thing um that's so that's two number three is me my favorite like me tree is do you know actually I'm going to say two things here because what they're both Aldi. So one, for me, I'm gonna say the Aldi candles because I just they're like three ninety-nine. Yes. And I just think that's a really like an okay amount to buy yourself something on a whim. And I just love lighting a candle once I put the kids in bed and just sitting there and breathing and being like, I am now Zen and I'm now at peace and everything is quiet. It just it like signifies as part of my me time. That's what I was gonna say. That's exactly what I do when I come downstairs after I put the kids to bed. I put the candles on, and that's exactly. It's like it's it's, it's the sign yeah, that the, the evening is, has started. Yeah, that's what putting is. on a bit of can- yeah. light a few candles, put some Kenny G on, and just kick back and enjoy the evening, guys. Exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that was going to lead me on to my other Audi thing, which is I just love the Audi nappies and wipes. I just think they are the best. The best wipes. They're really wet, which is a weird thing to yeah. say. They're like water wipes, but they're much cheaper because um, I just find some wipes for kids are so dry and they don't like do anything. Yeah. I need yeah. a good wet wipe. So um, the Audi ones for that. Um, and my last thing is going to be the Bare Minerals Complexion Rescue, uh, which is kind of like a tinted moisturizer with SPF in because it is just my favorite base for like A, protecting my skin, B, hydrating my skin, and C, just making me look slightly more like awake and fresh. <laughs> alive. Alive, exactly. It's alive. I like, like I'm, I'm actually still breathing and functioning. I mean, that's sold. Makes you look alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Can I just say, both George and I absolutely adore all of your real and honest content. And for coming on today and talking to us, you know, with, with such honesty about, you know, co-parenting and single parenting and navigating all of that like you would have helped so many people listening today so thank you and good luck in September like you have to let us know how it how you get on I'll be obviously talking about all of it on like my social channels and stuff so yeah I'm I'm really really excited but um thank you so much for for listening to me uh, ramble on about my life no we've loved it loved it loved it do you know what really stuck with me from that conversation when she said you know what it's it basically is it's, it's going to be all right because it has mm. to be like oh mm. you can have all of these fears about how am I going to get through how am I going to pay the bills how am I going to do this how am I going to do that and she said she just looks at other people and thinks if other people are doing it so can I, I can do it. and I mm. think that's why we wanted to have someone like that on the pod like someone like that on the podcast because if you are thinking about that right now and you have all of these fears that feel are so normal just know that it will be okay like it will and also you know if you're listening to this podcast and you're like you know you're not leaving and you're staying yeah I think you, you there's great but there's loads you can take away from that conversation anyway Definitely. so if you've got friends in similar situations that need to hear that piece of audio I feel like everybody actually needs to listen to it because mm. you know sometimes it gets really bad some days are really good but Hannah broke it down in a very simple you know way of understanding actually you know mm. I was I was like 
I'm re we're both really grateful for her honesty so thank you to Hannah and as yeah. I said before if you do have any mates who are kind of in that hole of thinking god I feel like everything's over here maybe just ping them the link because it might help them out a little bit yeah, um, exactly. and as always we'd love you to rate, review, subscribe and give the podcast a little follow yeah and if you've got any suggestions for guests you'd like to hear from then please do drop us a DM we're on at Made by Mamas on Instagram and we'll be back on Friday Made by Mamas is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason Insanity Group Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.